0: the same way I went in it. I don't think, in fact, that God's ultimate goal is just to return things back to, quote, normal. If all we do is get back to normal after this is over with, then we've really wasted the experience. Why would God have allowed the world to be completely shut down if His only goal was to get us back to where we were before it happened? That doesn't even make sense. If God has allowed to happen what has happened I think God is clearly saying to us when you come out of your chamber when you come out of your house I want you to emerge differently than you were when you went into your chamber and when you went into your house think about Jesus I mean he's our example for everything when Jesus came out of that tomb he came out different than he was when he went in now not his character he was perfect Uh, Before he was buried and perfect when he came, never sinned. I'm not talking about his character. But Jesus nonetheless came out of that tomb a different person than he was when he went in. His body was clearly different. After the resurrection, we read in the Gospels, Jesus was walking through closed doors. Now he never did that before uh, the resurrection. He never did that for the 33 years he was on this earth before he was resurrected. No, he had the limitations of a human body. But coming up out of that grave, what is he He has a resurrection body and he's walking through closed doors. After the resurrection, we find Jesus going from point A to point B instantaneously. Here he is in Luke 24 on the Emmaus Road with those two followers and when they figured out it was Jesus, all of a sudden he disappeared and he's back in Jerusalem. Well, he never did that quite like that before the resurrection. He had a resurrection body. Think about this. Even Jesus, his physical body, his physical body was different after he emerged from the tomb than it was when he went in that tomb. That says to me, when we emerge from this, we should be different in our our lives. We should be different in our priorities. We should be different in, in our attitudes. We should be stronger in our faith, pure in our character. We should be different in every imaginable way. And so the question that I need to be asking God and I believe the question that you need to be asking God is God how do you want me to emerge differently than I was before this happened what do you want to change in my life and that's why we have to spend this time being spiritually active seeking the Lord asking him now God reveal what I need to know change what needs to be changed God I don't want to go back to just life is normal I don't ever want to be normal again I want to be better. I want to be a better Christian. I want God to experience a new normal. And so God revealed that to me. You know, one of the things that I think God wants to do with us while we're physically isolated, while we're confined in our chambers and in our homes, I think God wants to speak to us in a fresh way. I think one of the reasons God has allowed us to be still is so that we could be quiet. Rick Lipsy, I mentioned him earlier, he's one of our staff members here at the church who is so very responsible for anything and everything that we do related to media. He oversees a large and wonderful team. And he shared with me about a week or so ago, he said, John, did you see the article? Have you read about the study that the seismologists did as they were studying the movement of the earth and how things have changed? since so many people have been isolated and confined to their own homes? And I said, no, I I haven't heard anything about that. He said, I'll text you the link, and he did. And would you believe, somehow I I deleted that before I even read it. And so last night, I, I was trying to find his text and that link, and I couldn't. So I just Googled it for myself. And you might want to do that later on today if you have a few minutes. I just Googled something to the effect, what are seismologists learning about the earth since the coronavirus started? And just many articles came up on my phone, and and so I I read one of them. It was a very interesting article. Now remember, a seismologist is kind of like a scientist, except they study the movement of the earth, how the earth is moving. If there's an earthquake, it's the seismologists who are telling us how strong that earthquake was, and they're they're scoring it on the Richter scale. Seismologists, though, not only watch the earth, but they, they listen to the earth. And the article I read last night was absolutely fascinating. Here's what it said. It said that now as literally billions and billions of people are isolated and confined to their homes. It's like billions of people are in quarantine. The seismologists have discovered something. Here's what they've discovered. The planet, planet Earth is shaking considerably less than it normally shakes. Now you think about that. When many factories shut down, when all of us stopped driving and going places, you see when you have millions and even billions of automobiles and trains going about the earth every day, that puts a pressure and a weight on the earth and it actually causes the earth to slightly vibrate and even to shake. But now that we're not really driving anywhere, now that the the trains have pretty much slowed down, now that many of... Uh, of, of the industri- much of the industrial world has been slowed down these seismologists said this is interesting the planet is shaking much less than it normally does and as a result of that as these seismologists listened to the earth they noticed that the earth is now quieter much quieter than it usually is and quieter than it has ever been in the lifetimes of these seismologists and because the earth is so much quieter than it's ever been seismologists now are hearing things that they normally would not have heard they're hearing very minor earthquakes that they never would have heard before because of all the human movement, all the cars, all the, all the trains, all the industry, all the factories, all the plants that, that, that put so much pressure and weight. Now that it's quiet, they're hearing these small earthquakes. They're hearing subtle tremors. They're even hearing volcanic activity that they've never been able to hear before. Now, when I read that, I thought, that is just to me absolutely amazing because what we're learning, even in the world of seismology and and even for those who study the movements of the earth, what are we learning? We're learning that stillness produces quietness. And that's really the whole thing I'm trying to say in this sermon today. We are being forced to be still, physically still in our homes but as we're still, what is that doing? It's making things quieter. We're not as busy. We're not going here, there, and everywhere. And so in the quietness, what can we do? In the quietness, we can hear God's voice. The Bible says, In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. I couldn't help but think about Psalm 4610, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. God said, Be still and know that I am God. Well, one thing's for sure we are all being more physically still than we've ever been in all of our lives. And as we're still, we have the, at least the possibility of hearing God more clearly than we have ever heard Him. And what I'm saying to you today, during this time of physical stillness, physical isolation if we will be spiritually active and to seek God like we have never sought Him before, to listen to God like we have never listened before, to cry out to God like we've never cried out to God before. What I'm saying to you today is that in the stillness, there will be a quietness and there will be an ability to hear from God more clearly than we ever heard from Him in all of our lives. And my prayer for me, always begin with me, because... If I'm not doing what what I'm encouraging you to do, there's something bad wrong here. And so always begin with me and say, God, search my heart. God, I pray for revival. May it begin in me. God, I pray that you will change the world through this, but God, may it begin in me. God, what are you saying to me? And that's what I'm in the process of doing in my own chamber, in my own home, with my doors shut. I'm asking you today to do the same thing where you are, to call out to God and to say, God, what are you saying to me in the stillness? What are you saying to me in the quietness? God, what do you want to change in me so that when the physical confinement is over and I emerge from my house, I come out of this chamber and I re-engage the world, I, like Jesus, can come out a different person than I was when I went in this physical confinement. And so today, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, right there in your home, gathered with friends and family, or maybe you're in your home by yourself today, But with your head bowed and eyes closed today, would you just make that prayer your prayer? Say, God, in the stillness and in the quietness, God, what are you saying to me? What needs to be changed? God, am I truly saved? God, if I am, give me a deep peace and an assurance about that right now. God, if I'm not saved, some of you may be listening today and you say, you know, John, I just, I don't think I'm saved. Maybe that's what God has revealed to me in the the quietness of this hour, during this worship service this morning. God has revealed to me that I need to be saved. Would you just pray this prayer right now? Say, Lord Jesus, would you please come into my heart, forgive my sins, and make me a Christian? Lord, I ask you to save me. I trust you to do it. God, change my life. Make me a new and different person. Friend, if you pray that, I'll, I'll tell you this. That's the greatest possible thing that could have happened during this time of physical confinement. You've been spiritually set free. You've been saved. Now, to the rest of us who are already saved, continue that prayer. Say, God, what needs to be changed in me? God, show me. God, do whatever you need to do in me, God. So that when I emerge from this physical confinement, I will be a different person. I'll be a better Christian. I'll be a better witness for you. And my life will have a greater impact for the kingdom of God. Father, today on this Easter Sunday, I thank you that there is a clear message of hope from the empty tomb in Jerusalem to the empty worship center and the empty church in Pasadena, Texas. God, I thank you that we have a lesson for today from Jesus Christ. In our physical confinement, we can be spiritually active. God, I also thank you there's hope for tomorrow. There is coming a day when this will end, and we'll come out of this isolation. We'll come out of this confinement, and I pray we'll come out of it. New people is our prayer in Jesus' name, and all the people said, amen and amen. Well, I want to thank you again today for spending part of your Easter Sunday worshiping with us here, and I hope the rest of your day is a great day. I would encourage you, as you go through this day, think about what we've talked about today and uh, just focus on the fact that, that Jesus came out of that grave, and one day we're going to come out of this mess we're in now. But in the meantime, we have Jesus living in our hearts. I hope you have a great day. I also encourage you to continue to pray every night at 8 o'clock that God would put this virus down and that God would heal this virus and that God would put an end to it. And then Monday through Friday at noon, we have these weekday devotionals. You can watch them on our website. You can see them on Facebook. But I encourage you, uh, try to watch those. If you miss them live, watch them later in the day. That's okay. They're short, but just a little thought for the day. And I hope that they will be a blessing to you. Have a great, great Easter. And uh, we'll look forward to being with you whenever our next service is or whenever our next weekday devotional is. But have a great rest of this day. God bless you, and thanks for worshiping with us today.